James Davis Walker was a 53-year-old living in Thraxton, Virginia. He loved woodworking and fishing and had seven children. On April 7, 2000, James allegedly went with some friends to the food line in Bedford, Virginia. He waited outside while his friends went inside. When they came back out, James was gone. He was never seen again. I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. told you there was a case where a videotape proves that witnesses are lying, that suspects left the scene, then different suspects returned to the scene, that friends of the missing person changed their stories multiple times. What if I also told you that to this day, not one person has ever been charged with anything in the case? No one has even been charged with filing a false police report. What is that case? The one we're covering today on this episode of Unfound. This case is going to alter your opinion on what it means to actually be a friend. We hang out with our friends. We like our friends. We trust our friends. We rely on our friends. But sometimes their loyalties lie elsewhere. This case may also alter your opinion on video evidence, that it's not everything it's cracked up to be, and it's not the end-all, be-all of solving a case. And also, this case may challenge what you think about police objectivity, that how can it not be so clear that certain detectives shouldn't be working on certain cases? I should also note that this is the first case we are covering on Unfound where we will be talking to the child of someone who's disappeared. In the past, we've interviewed mothers and siblings, but I thought it was important to get a different point of view regarding missing persons cases by having on the child of someone who disappeared, and it's very enlightening. And now an official on-the-record summary of the case. I want you to realize that everything I'm about to read is going to be disputed in the rest of this episode. James Walker was last seen between approximately 9.15 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. on April 7, 2000 in Bedford, Virginia. He was sitting inside his friend Donald Adams' vehicle and smoking a cigarette in the parking lot of the Food Lion in the Peaksview Shopping Center at the time. Adams and the other two individuals who were with Walker went into the store, and when they returned, Walker had vanished. He has never been heard from again. An extensive search of the area produced no clues as to his whereabouts. Once again, for the record, within this episode, you're going to find out that everything I just read is in dispute. The interview for this episode is with Bobby Walker, the son of James Walker. And now the housekeeping items. You can find this show on Twitter. The Twitter name is Unfound Podcast. You can email the show, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. Please listen, share, subscribe at Podomatic and iTunes. Please find us on Facebook, the Unfound Discussion Group. 
I'd say it's more like a club than anything else. Uh, it's a private group where you can talk to me and other listeners in real time. And I also reveal some of the behind-the-scenes stuff you aren't going to get anywhere else. I love to allow listeners to come behind the curtain to see how this program is put together. And I really enjoy the conversation back and forth between listeners and myself. And please, if you like Unfound, give it props wherever you can. There's the podcast we listen to group on Facebook. There's WebSleuths, Reddit, and any other true crime forums. In other news, I've recently printed out all the missing persons cases in the Tampa area. This is going to begin a new project for me that's going to exist outside of Unfound, and I'm really looking forward to it. And I will keep you posted as it progresses. I now present to you my interview with Bobby Walker, son of James Walker. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound, the son of James Davis Walker, his son, Bobby Walker. Bobby, welcome to Unfound. Thank you, Edward. I'm glad to be here. Tell the listeners a little bit about your dad. When you hear his name, when his face appears in your mind, just give us an idea about who he was, a couple memories that you you think are very special. Uh. You know, Dad, Dad, Dad was great Dad. I mean, uh, you know, I remember uh, going to, like, races with him down in uh, New London. I mean, to dinner, you know, at the time when I was coming in and everything like that, I was, you know, of course, I was a little underage and everything like that, sipping a beer or whatnot. <laughs> like okay. But, uh, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, going down to his racetrack, watching it with him, and Dad was just, life. Yeah. Um, uh, sit back and he, he, he was a proud dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was, you know, I was, proud, I was proud of my dad. You know, dad would uh, pretty much do anything for anybody. If somebody asked him to help him, mm-hmm. he would. He wouldn't complain about it. He, he'd go on and he just uh, drop the hat to get my hand. Um, you know, just he, he, he worked hard. Uh, he, he worked for a sawmill company for for years, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know how exactly how long, but as far as I can remember, he worked for you know how Harrison Dudley did. How many uh, kids did your your dad have besides yourself? It was uh, actually seven of them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How does that break down, boys and girls? And, 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 I'm sorry. How does that break down between boys and girls? It was two girls, rest of us boys. Two girls, five boys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's just uh, you know, yeah, I, and you know, we're just this typical family, and we, we struggle in life and everything like that, and having enough food on the table and stuff like that. But you know, it's just yeah, you know, we, we never uh, went to bed starving or anything like that. You know, but you know, we had, we had times when we, you know, struggled in life. But you know, dad, yeah. dad, and I knew dad and dad and mom did everything they could to help. And your parents made time for all seven of you. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Well, I'm all, I'm an only child, so I don't even know what it would be like to uh, have, like, six siblings under the same roof. I mean, that's that's just, you know, incredible that's, to me. That's a struggle. That's a struggle sometimes because you're fighting for the bed and the bowls. Yes. <laughs> at the table. Yes, and at the, yeah. the dinner table, you know, I have friends of mine who, you know, brothers and sisters that, you know, you have to eat fast 
or the food might be gone, right? Exactly. Right. You try to be the first one at the table. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did your uh, dad have any hobbies or, you know, things that, you know, were special to him? You know, interests that he have? Well, I mean, you know, he loved, you know, basically, uh, you know, I remember when dad was growing up and everything, watching dad, and he, this man could sit there and he, he loved chainsaws. And he could sit there and file a chainsaw, man, like you would not believe. And he would pull a curl of a wood out of uh, when he cut that when he you know, put it down the log, man. I mean, it was it was just like water, man. I mean, it's just yeah, blow through it, man. I mean, dad, dad had like talent there, man. Yeah, you know, dad, dad loved fishing, of course, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I remember us going fishing, going catfishing, stuff like that, and you know, getting out in, in nature or whatnot. And, Okay, well, thank you uh, for sharing those things. Um, we are going to get something out of the way right here and now because, um, as you know, on the public record is uh, in, in more than just one place is the idea that your dad might have had some sort of mental condition. And I just want to get this out of the way right now so we can just get into the rest of the story because I don't want the listeners wondering about that as we go forward. Did your dad have any mental conditions that you know about, any early onset of um, of dementia or Alzheimer's or anything that you know of? No. No. Not, no, not that I, I can recall. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I can remember the last time talking to dad was uh, probably, personally, I had him up here at my house probably two months before he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Never forgot anybody's name, never got in the car and forgot where he was going, anything like that. I just want to put this on the record because you told me in our first conversation that was untrue. I just want to put it on the record now. That is correct. And I think what it, you know, my honest opinion that the story was brought up, uh, kind of uh, fabricated after mm-hmm. uh, Dad went missing yeah. to uh, basically. Like he walked off and, and, right. and, that, and disappeared, uh, and, and, and I, you know, I wholeheartedly believe that Dad was not even there. Okay, all right, we're going to get to that. But just for the record, of course, unfortunately, not just in the United States, all over the world, there are people, usually people who are a lot older than your dad was, who have mental conditions, Alzheimer's, dementia. They kind of walk out the door and. You can see all sorts of stories where they're never found again. We do not believe this is that kind of case. That's correct. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Now, regarding your dad, what was going on in his life, maybe just in those few weeks, maybe that month, you know, before he disappeared? What was he doing? How was he? Was he working? Was he hanging out? Friends? What do you know about that time? You know, dad, dad would do odd jobs. Stuff like that. He'd hang out with friends uh, uh, yeah, up on the mountain. Uh, you know, just you know, you know, if somebody come and ask him to do something, help, help do something, of course he'd go help him. And they pay him for services and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, Dad was able and and all. You know, you know, Dad, Dad had strong. 
tall arms and stuff like that. Was he a big guy? Was he a big guy? Dad was probably about six, seven. Wow. Something like that. Dad, Dad, Dad was pretty tall. That sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, I mean you can, I mean, if you've seen Dad in the crowd, you can get, you spot him. You speed him, spot him real quick. Yep. And Dad, Dad was a slender man. He wasn't heavy set or anything like that. Okay. Um, and, and all, but he, he, um, he, 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 he got around great. I mean, he, he, he'd get on the seat, man. He, if he was wanting to go walk somewhere, he'd go on walking. Yeah. Man. He's doing no problem. So in these, these, these weeks before, did he have kind of like maybe a pattern? Like he'd maybe a Friday night he'd go meet his buddies at the bar and Saturday, like, did he have like a pattern of, you know, how he handled each week or was it more random? It was pretty much on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know, if he if he meet a friend or something like that, he he go out hanging out with them for a couple, you know, a day or two, or overnight, or sometimes a week or whatnot. But you know, Dad wouldn't be gone for no longer, you know, a week at the most mm-hmm. anywhere from them. You know, because pretty much knew where uh, Dad would be at. You know. And he had his own house or apartment or, or something like. Uh, nope, he he did not have a place. Stay up my brother's up on the up on the mountain, okay. uh, and he would stay down to uh, Donald Adams. Okay, we'll get into him for a second. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, so he was kind of just he, he stayed with your brother. Um, how at this point in 2000, how far away did you live from where this happened? Where were you living at the time? Uh, when Dad went missing, I, you know, I, I had moved up here to Madison Heights probably back in. Ninety-six, I believe, mm-hmm. just before, just before my son was born. Ninety-eight, and you know, I was I was working for a um, H, you know, heat, heat and plumbing electrical in H, you know, HVAC. Okay. And uh. And how far is Madison Heights? How far is that from Bedford? Probably, I'd say good thirty thirty miles, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like okay. Thirty miles from Bedford. And, um, and, you know, just, you know, I moved up here, you know, because you know, I was pretty much part of the family then. So, right. You know, make my own, make my own track in this world, yes, sir. So you would say, would you, being that you said he'd stay with your brother sometimes, so what you're telling me, this brother of yours, I'm sorry I didn't catch his name. Brother? Oh, James. Brother James. James okay, James Jr., okay. Um, so uh, so your, your brother James got to see your dad, I guess, more than you did? Just because, just because of the distance. Okay. Um, my brother and my sister live uh, right across the road from where Dad was pretty much last okay. day in that and everything. So my my sister probably wouldn't even maybe um, wasn't even a sixth of a mile from that. Uh, okay. Okay. So when was the last time you spoke to your dad before he disappeared? Dad, like I said, last time I actually just actually talked to Dad or anything like that was like two, about two months before then. Two months. Yeah, was that usual? Was that usual? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I didn't get I didn't get down there that much because I was working pretty much all the time and everything like that. And then, you know, of course, mm-hmm. my son was just was about a mm-hmm. year and a half mm-hmm. old then, so you know, it's pretty much being tied down and not getting around. See the family a whole lot, you know. I wish that I had in hindsight. Sure. You know, it was just, you know, it was just with, with, uh, with everything that's going on. 
yeah. I would believe, you know, 17 years. Yeah. Almost 17 years now. That, you know, it's, yeah. Nothing. Nothing for long. When you talk to him or, you know, afterwards when you, of course, talk to your brother about this disappearance or, you know, whatever happened, do, do you remember your father ever saying, you know, I'm a little worried about this? Did he have a concern about anything? Did your brother ever say that to you? Any, no, sir. No? Wasn't, no? To your knowledge, he wasn't having a problem with anybody or? No, nothing with anybody or anything like that. Okay, great. Who was the, as far as you know, who was the, that you, that, let's put it this way, the last person that you trust? Um, who was the last person to talk to your dad before he disappeared that you trust? That, that would be my sister. That would be your sister. Okay. Sister. And, and that was that was about uh, two days before dad was reporting missing. Okay. And she once again, no, nothing really looking back at that conversation perked her interest and said, man, I'm really worried about my dad or anything like that. No, sir. No. Okay. Now we're gonna go um, through some names because they're go those some names are gonna be thrown around here very shortly, and I just want you to tell the listeners who these people are. We're not going to get into too deep into it, but we just need to line out who some of these people are. Who is Donald Ad Adams? Donald Adams was uh, Dad's friend. Uh, that would be the person that Dad would uh, uh, pretty much hang out with. Dad had <clears throat> knew him for years. Mm -hmm. uh, from being up there working with uh, doing some tree work and stuff like that, they pretty much got to hang out together. Dad would stay with them sometimes, uh, mm -hmm. and sometimes to be extended time, you know, and all. So, you know, Dad, Dad, Dad trusted them. I have to say. How long did they know? By by the year two thousand came around, how long did they have the two known each other? Uh, I would say. Probably eight years. Okay, since the early 90s then. Okay. Yeah, I would say early 90s, yeah. Okay. Who is Juanita? Juanita was, uh, at the time, was married to uh, Donald. Patton. Okay. She's in, you know, she's, she, uh, Juanita is a quarter. Uh, okay. Originally. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need to lean, we don't want to go into any more last names than that. But we'll just say Juanita uh, was married to Donald, so at one time she was Juanita Adams. Okay, so we know that at the time in 2000, the two of them uh, were married. Okay, um, who is Rose? Rose, uh, Rose believes Okay. Um, and I don't know how how she kind of come into the picture back then. Okay. She, she had a, a, a past on her that she had gotten into a little bit of trouble right before, um, pretty much before Dad went missing. Okay. Um, a couple months before then, she had gotten a little bit of trouble with um, uh, okay. criminal not, criminal child neglect. Okay, well that's fine. Um, and she, but she is not related in any way to Juanita or Donald. She's just a friend. Okay. And then the last person is Bruce. Who's he? Bruce was Juanita's uh, brother. Okay. Uh, 
I've, I've never met the man myself, uh, and I, I do vaguely remember Rose. Mm-hmm. But Bruce, um, he, he has since passed. Mm. Um, since um, all of this has come up, he, he's been deceased for years. Okay. Were all those people uh, at that time around your dad's age, like he was in his mid, early to mid fifties? Is that how old they were? Were they younger? Or? Uh, I, I Rose was uh, younger, a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just a few years older than I am. Okay. Uh, Juanita, I'm assuming she. I'm thinking she's. She was probably a little bit younger than Dad. Okay. Um, w- did you know them at the time? Had you ever met any of them, or? You know, I, I knew Donald and Juanita. Okay. Um, didn't didn't know them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd gone by there to pick up dad and everything like that. Never hung out with them or anything like that. Um, I, yeah, me personally, I didn't care too much for them back then. And okay. And everything like that. But, um, Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, but you weren't, but knowing them, maybe you didn't care for them, but they were your dad's friends and you just accepted that. That's just the way it was. Okay. Now let's get to the day of the disappearance. And what we're going to do first is we're going to, I want you, of course, to tell the story, but I want you to keep in mind, I just want you to tell the story that Donald Adams and the rest of these people put on the record to start, and then we'll go back through afterwards and kind of take it apart. Okay, so I know that you're going to be telling me some things that I know necessarily aren't true or you don't believe, but I think that we have to put the listeners at that point, at that time, back then. Okay, and then we'll show you how you uh, kind of dissected that yourself and some of the things that you did. So you tell me. What allegedly happened that day that your dad disappeared? Well, uh, the uh, the official when it first come in, um, that dad was missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was notified that you know, this is what I was told uh, that it was Donald Adams, uh, Juanita, and Dad. There was there was only three people in the vehicle. Food line. Okay. They said that they that Dad uh, waited out on the park bench mm-hmm. out in front of the food line. Uh, Donald and Juanita went in the store, mm-hmm. and, and then when they come back out, Dad was gone. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Let's just clear something up. So your dad the night before had stayed at their place. They get up in the morning, and the three of them allegedly jump in the car and go to food line. Okay, please, please continue. All right. Uh, upon finding the, you know, the videotape of uh, mm-hmm. who all was there, uh, I was notified that, that it was uh, not Juanita in the car, mm-hmm. and which which they made a report that you know she was there, mm-hmm. and then they then then it was. Um, in the video, it showed uh, Donald Adams, 
Hmm. And we should now we should explain something though about this video. The video had some problems with it, didn't it? What, what, what was the difficulty? Just very shortly, what was the difficulty in watching the video? All right. With the video, uh, it shows the car coming around. It's going from right to left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes in. seeing inside the door. So it's a glare. It goes out in the parking lot, and it parks probably, from what I can remember, probably about 60, about 60 feet out in the parking lot. Okay. 50, 50 to 60 feet out in the parking lot. Um, could not see because the sun was down so low. And from the video that I can remember, it was about 9.15-ish in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows uh, just uh, didn't see anybody get out of the car. We were supposed to go. Because it was, the glare was so bad. Exactly. Okay. So I could, you could see Donald. Rose and uh, Bruce come to the corner of the outside of the store and come inside the store and do the shopping. Uh, mm-hmm. They were in there, uh, I'm saying, probably about 10 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 15 at most. Um, got the groceries, went back out the store, and then left. Okay. Now, let's back up a little bit so the the listeners don't get confused. Donald Adams' original story was that he, Juanita, and your dad were the only three, okay? And so when they came back out, they they said that your dad was supposed to be outside. He had disappeared, and they contacted that pol- contacted the police, right? We won't, we'll get into that in a second, all right? Right? Okay. That was the first story that officially went on the record, okay, that it was just the three of them, Donald, Juanita, and your dad. Those two go inside. Your dad comes, stays outside. They come back out. He's gone. They say he's missing, all right? Bobby, where were you when you found out that your dad had disappeared? What what were you doing? Uh, I was was actually uh, out on a job site. I think it was probably down in Rustburg, mm-hmm. which is right outside of Lynchburg, uh, uh, you know, doing a work on my home. Uh, found out that, that, you know, they just called and said they had missing, and I was like, yeah, I was like, well, you know, me initially, it's like, you know, why would they even report they had missing? I was like, mm-hmm. well, first thing I thought, okay, Dad just went with one of his friends. He'll, he'll, he'll show back up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that was no big, you know, me personally back then, I didn't think nothing of it. You know, it's like, you know, I just, it was kind of strange, but, you know, I was like, okay, dad just went just with some friends and everything was fine. Did you come up and enjoy and join in the uh, initial search that day? And, and where did that search go? What did they do? The, the, the initial search around there, I think it was just the law enforcement uh, that was on that Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just pretty much just went around looking, you know, looked around just right in that area. And, you know, of course, they didn't find nothing. Um, there, there was some woods nearby, right? They went into the woods? Yeah. And... It, it was, they, you know, they walked over to the edge of the woods, looked out there, hollered for them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember on that. But um, it was, you know, there was, you know, and, you know, I just, back then, I didn't think nothing was of it because I just knew Dad was fine. Yeah. 
you know, uh, you know, Dad went off somewhere and he was with a friend and everything's gonna be fine. Dad be back up two days later, you know. But you know, in hindsight, man, it just I wish it would have, you know, just clicked in my head that um, a lot of the, um, yeah. you know, the, uh, I would. That something more. didn't make sense. Something didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it should be noted, I think that you told the listeners your dad's six seven. He'd stick out. If he was like left and walking along the street, people were going to remind, remember that. Well, Dad, Dad knew a lot of people. Yeah. And and if he was walking that road, somebody would have picked him up, plain and simple. I took him home. I took him back. I took him home. Yeah. I mean that, that you know because Dad you know when we lived down in the city, I mean that everybody knew Dad. I mean Dad, Dad stick out man. You know, like a sore thumb, or I should say, you know, they, yeah. they, everybody knew who that was. But, uh, but okay. Yeah. Now we now know that it was something different. But you talked about this tape. It was you who actually ended up getting this tape, not the police. Yeah, you, you were you were the one who tracked this tape down from the food line. That is very unique. I have to tell you, Bobby. I'm very impressed by that. Tell me how you did that. Actually, I was I, I was going to CDC at the local uh, school here for uh, my plumbing uh, certificate, and my teacher, you know, Dad went missing on the the, the seventh. Mm-hmm. Okay, my teacher contacted me that Sunday, which was the um, I think it was the uh, ninth, and he asked me. He said, he said, I tell you what, I'm gonna do. He said, I want to help you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. His name is Pete Peters. Wow. He he said he said I tell you what he said I'm gonna cancel class Monday. He said we're gonna get together Monday. We're gonna ride the buffer. We're gonna go look. You know, just ask some questions. And stuff. Yeah. I said that's great. You know, I, you know, I know I'll see we find out what's going on. Okay, so me and him walked, went down there. And he said, he said, you know what? He said, why wouldn't Boo? He said Boomine would have a video in there. Yeah. And he said, well, so. We went in there and uh, asked the manager to see the video, and he, so he, he started out that morning. Um, he, he, just, he just running the video and everything like that, and then we caught a glimpse of, of them coming in. Mm-hmm. We backed it up, looked at it, and um, and I was like, yeah, I just could not believe that the, the department didn't you know, think of that. And how, just so the listeners can remember, how many days after the disappearance was this? That was uh, Friday, Sunday, Monday. That was pretty much three days. So three days, that so, tape. So, so four days, more basically, yeah. Okay. But three days still. Three days between the disappearance and you getting the tape, and not once. Did Food Lion ever say to you, you know what, the police have been in here, they already looked at the tape, and they said it's nothing? Nope. No. Uh, they, they were, it was pretty much, un- they hadn't even contacted or even asked. Wow. Just got so lucky that, uh, that that the tape was found because it, it you know, once you get into the story, the yeah, part, sure. You, it's like we we would still believe it was just uh, dad just... and and one a dad and Juanita and um, Donald there. Right. And if it wasn't for the tape, we would have known about the other. Now, I'm going to ask you something because I, I wanted you to try to put the listeners in that. I, I, you know, I've been in, you know, I used to work for 7 Eleven way back in the day. So I know, like, what one of those little 
offices with the VHS tapes, you know, and everything kind of looks like. You're watching that tape in there. What was your first emotion when you saw that what the story that those people told was a lie? Yep. I was I was scared. Um I I contacted I called I called the police department that night. Yeah. I told them, I said, Hey, you know, I we got an officer down there, I can't remember what his name was. Mm-hmm. Um, to look at the tape with us and he was kinda you know, he's like, Wow, he's a, you know, he pretty much he, he was kinda like he was kinda surprised that, you know, things weren't right. Yeah. At the end. So it just and you know With everything going on and everything like that, is why I hadn't all, all this other stuff that we're going to talk about. Right. Why hadn't anybody made charges for falsifying information? Okay. Now we we're going to do this one more time because this can get a little confusing for the listeners. We're going to say it again. Yes, the story, the official story that was original in the original police report, was that it was Donald, Juanita, and your dad that yes. came. Your dad stayed outside. What you saw on the videotape. Was that at least from what you can tell, considering there was all this glare, it was actually Donald and who else again? Rose Dooley and Bruce Carter. Bruce Carter. So that, technically, Juanita was not even there. That is correct. And and as far as you can tell, looking at the video once again with all this glare, and it was a little tough to see. You didn't see your dad in that video either, did you? Nope, I, I, absolutely not. And, okay. You know, we're going to we're going to talk about a little bit more about that. Right? Yes, please. We're going to do it. We're going to actually going to do it right now. So you have this tape. You get it to the police. What happens? Well, um, let's see. Tracy, uh, he finally. Well, let's let's make sure who we know. We don't want to start using first names here without an explanation. Tracy Pennell, P-A-N-N-E-L-L. That's correct. All right. He is the officer on the case. And why is he on the case? Uh, he was requested. By? Donald Adams. All right, so the guy who originally told this false story, when the cops were originally called on that day, Donald, when he finally did, he, I mean, he did call in that your dad was missing. He requested this particular police. Excuse me. It was, it, was, it was hours later. Yeah. Okay. But he requested this particular cop. That's correct. All right. And why do you think that is? They were friends. Wow. For how long? Do you know? Uh, for years. For uh, years and years? Yes. From what I can remember, I remember them uh, working together um, back when we, we, always called, we always called them Renipigs. They were basically mm-hmm. called them security. Okay, Renipigs. Okay. Just so we're clear again, once again, a guy who, who, according to the video, filed a false police report, requested a particular cop. Now, once again, we'll get back to what you were saying. What did Tracy do when you gave him the tape? Uh, Tracy, uh, the the video was found on the tent. The 13th, Tracy finally looked at the tape. Okay, a couple days later. Wow. That was Thursday. 
a day. It's almost a week right now. I don't know why it took me so long to get it. Um, but you know, he, he called me and said, like, you know, I looked at the tape today, you know, trying to figure out who, who all was in it and everything like that. Um, on the 14th, a copy was made of the tape. That was a Friday back in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, a copy was made and one was given to me. And I had to make, uh, I didn't uh, have to sign a chain of custody, which we're going to get into a little bit that later. Okay. Sure. Some of the, that stuff that you cannot find. Um, and then on the 18th, that's when I found out it was Bruce and Rose Dooley in the video. That When I found out from the, the police department, that too was in the video. All right, so when you were watching the video, you at first didn't know who those people were. That I did not know. Okay, all you knew, all you knew it was just wasn't the people Donald said. That's correct. Okay. I knew, was, I knew it was Donald in there, but I did not know who the other two people were okay. personally. Okay, so that wasn't until 11 days after the disappearance that you found that out. What continued to go on with the with these tapes? Well, with, when I found out after that he looked at the video, uh, stories changed. Uh, Donald's and, stories changed. They were confronted, and, and Donald's stories changed. Exactly. Okay. It, was, it went from Dad, instead of Dad being in sitting on the park bench, that Dad was standing beside the car. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, and then, you know, of course, it went from, Supposedly three people in the car to four people getting in the car, getting out of the car. All right. Wow. Uh, and, you know, later on in the years, it, it, and I don't know when, I've, I've tried to find out who's changed the story again. Mm-hmm. That they said Dad didn't even get out of the car. Dad sat in the car instead of even hopping out of the car to smoke a cigarette. So, you know, the story, stories changed a lot. And it, the story was changed by Donald Adams himself. Yep. And, and the police have uh, trist, have really just decided to go along with this. Uh, yeah, well, the problem was with the, the police, got, got, you know, pretty much now that's the only thing that they can pretty much accept the story as because the, the original officer Tracy mm-hmm. had so much slide. Back then, mm-hmm. um, as far as not, you know, okay, you know, okay, you, you change your story, you know, ain't no big deal, blah, 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 we'll let you slide. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of fine-tune it a little bit for the public and, you know, well, don't worry about the family. That's the way I felt. Personally, it's like, you know, the family don't need to worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll just change it. Nobody's going to catch it or whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. So just to be clear, he's never – the Donald Adams or any of them, even the people who we see on the video who were actually there, have never been charged with anything as even uh, a filing a false police report. That is correct. Nothing. Okay. I'm wondering if for the listeners, you maybe you can go into a little more detail about this video and what makes it so tough. You told me about the glare. There is – I mean this is not – you know. HD video, it's security video, and then on top of it, once again, the sun is shining because the store points east and it's in the morning. The sun was shining right in there. So I've not seen the tape. You have seen the tape. 
Um, is is there any wiggle room in any of that? Is it possible that yes, they might have lied about who was actually went into the store and everything, but is it possible that your dad they they thought your dad got out of the car and walked to the bench by the store, but he really did stay in the car? Let's just say, for example, is that possible? I I guess it could be possible. Okay. Um, as far as because with the glare, I can't I can't be a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you know, and, and you know, I'm I'm sitting here looking at one of the um, the front of time on Wednesday, April nineteenth of two thousand, when um the the videotape was said to be sent off to a um. Somebody to try to clear the tape up, trying to fix the glare, mm-hmm. uh, to see if Dad would possibly have been in there or gotten out mm-hmm. and everything like that. And that's that's kind of another thing that I'm having a problem with. Is uh, in April of 2000, the department uh, supposedly said that they, well, Trace Burnell said. Mm-hmm. The department was going to send it off. Yeah. All right. In August of the same year, 2000. Okay. Uh, uh, Dad Dickens, which was the reporter out of the run of times, was doing the story on Dad, and he had spoke to uh, Tracy Brunel again about videotape and everything like that. So, he, you know, he comes back. Uh, he's he said that there was force at the lake throughout the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the, you know, I'd like the listeners to kind of try to put this in their head. Yeah, sure. Please do. Yes. You, you've got a video camera that's sitting in the ceiling of a store probably, uh, rough estimate, 20, 20 feet high, mm-hmm. maybe 18 to 20 feet high. Mm-hmm. Inside of the store, looking out of the store. Um looking at it. This was about a 97, 98 horse that they that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how low the car sits to the ground. Yes. Okay, supposedly this tape was so, actually so good that they cleared it up so good they seen four sets of legs get out of the car. So two people, and just so we know, the, part, the car is parked to the left, the, the nose is to the left, so the driver's side is facing toward the camera. Yeah, and, and okay, so I'm going to guess Donald Adams was driving. So he gets out, and somebody else gets out in the back on that side, and then two people get out on the other side of the car. And what you're saying is, from where the camera's positioned, it would be impossible for the camera to peer under the car to see the legs on the other side. That is it, man. Okay. I would, I would bet money on this. I would, I would ask. The people that are probably going to listen to this, mm-hmm. to actually go outside one day, stand, you know, just stand there, put a car probably, you know, 60 foot out in front of you, and see if you can see another set of legs or feet get out from the other side of the car. Yeah. Okay. Impossible. Exactly. Impossible. And, and I, you know, with the video, which which one thing I've been kind of driving on more than anything, uh, back in, you know, 2014, uh, I was, you know, I 
I, I tried everything I could to get, you know, the, the department's kind of benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, well, it, you know, it, it's Tracy made the statement that he's being forced to get out of the car. I was like, okay. I kind of, I kind of, I, I asked the department, which was back in with Shannon Simmons. She was my go-to person at the time with Dad's case. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I said, y'all supposed to have this video of this, uh, this, this, this comment right here. I said, this is, this, I mean, this, I can't make this up. I said, you know, this was printed in the run of time that he spoke, that Trace Purnell spoke to the department about the uh, video that he's seen before that's the way to get out. I mean, they cleared that tape up, and I want to see it. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I'd never seen it. Yes. Um, you know, I had a copy of it, and I, you know, I sent it to some friends. You know, a friend of mine sent it to some friends over at Liberty University. They couldn't clean it up that good, and, you know, they couldn't do anything with it. But, um, yeah, I, but their tape, it shows that it's a lake, and I'm like, okay. They had the original tape, but yeah. there's no updated copy. I was like, Y'all don't have the updated copy. I said, you know, if, if y'all see fourth like elected, I mean, that, that, that is um, evidence showing that, you know, possibly my dad was there. Right. Right. And, it could be. And, yep. And I said, well, I want to know, oh, okay, where did y'all send the video off? Well, the department has no record of it. Well, I was like, you know, uh, you know, don't y'all see something kind of, System here, you know, this this one officer is letting this one person slide on so much stuff, and then he makes this false statement that the department cannot back up. I, I've, yeah. you know, I've worked with this since 2014. Yeah. Now it's, you know, almost 2017. They have not yet confirmed. I mean, I know the department's not, not you know, uh, 30 miles long or whatnot. <laughs> anything. It's, right. You know, it, it's either yes or no. Y'all messed up. I mean, you, you officers wrong. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is, is that this this original copy, they might have made another copy. Maybe you have a, you still have a copy to this day. I do not. You don't. What I happened to the, the copy? Original, what happened to the copy the they copy, made for you? The copy that they made for me, I sent. Uh, I gave it to Pete. Uh, Peters, and, you know, he was the one to help me with the mm-hmm. original video tape. They took it over to the editing department over at Liberty University. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, tried to clear it up, and they, they said they couldn't do nothing with it. And, you know, in hindsight... And you never got I, the tape back? I checked myself for not asking for it back. And I wished I had. Wow. Uh, I would have thought I could have just got another copy from them back back in, and I was like, well, maybe they, they'll find something, you know, they'll start finding something out or anything like that. You know, I was, you know, I was trying, back then, I was trying to, you know, back then I was believing the department and believing uh, Donald Adams and, 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 and all trying to find. You know. Even though you knew on that tape that they were, un- no offense, please no offense, yeah. even though you knew on that they had lied just seeing the tape, you didn't even have to see the outside stuff. To know that they lied, you just had to see the inside stuff, which is very clear. You can see the yeah. stuff very, very clear that it, it's different people than what they said. So you gave that the, the, the video inside the scoreboard was actually really good. Really good. See them, yeah. And but the outside, looking out the window, it, it was 
it was terrible, man. I mean, it just, it just, it, it was bad. See, what year was that that you gave that tape to Liberty University? What year? It was back. It was two thousand. Back in two thousand. Oh my! It was, it was. It was right after Daniel. Have, have you ever gone back over there and tried to ask them for it and find it? I, I, I have, and, and I, I've got friends that are over in the the, um, the departments and stuff like that, and uh, you know that. You know, of course, I didn't know until what I know now. Oh my. ask you this how many people of the copy that you got that is now we're going to guess it went to liberty university yeah. and i'm going to guess that they've tossed it in the last 17 years i'm going to guess yeah, and, yeah. i would think so and, and I've, I've even contacted food line back in 2014 and i, and yeah, I wish cool. it would have come out back a little bit earlier but food line actually keeps it for seven years before oh. they destroy the, the tapes of the day just in case there's an issue and you know, seven oh, years. Wow. I was, you know, seven years. It kind of blew my mind, but I was like, I, but I was, of course, I was seven years too short too. Right, so, right. But I'm wondering that tape that you made a copy of. How many other people saw that tape? Not in the police, but of your personal copy. You got it. You took it home. You saw it. Showed it to your professor. How many other people saw that video besides yourself? Uh, with uh, my wife. And your wife? My wife. And, yeah, but of course, my son was too young then. And, okay. Did your sister, your other brother who lived in the area, did they ever get to see your copy of the tape? No, sir. Okay. Your professor, though, got to see the copy. That's correct. Oh, he got this. All I'm asking is if this ever does get to a point where there's some grand jury or something, they're probably going to want more than just your word That's right. You know, of what was on that tape. Okay, I just wanted just we're gonna just put that right out there for the listeners to hear. Okay, just to keep in mind. I want to go over a couple more things about the tape, and there are just a couple things that I thought were interest was interesting, and I've of course not seen the tape, but what you told me about it on that tape after um, Donald and Rose and Bruce they came into the store, they made their purchases, they went back out to the car. At any point, did it seem like they were concerned that somebody – that your dad was missing? Meaning when they got out to their car, as far as you can tell from the glare, did they stop? Did they look around? Did they walk back into the store? Did they walk up one way down the street or the other way looking for your dad? No, sir. I, you know, what, what I remember 
They just got in the car and left as if your dad wasn't there. Or I suppose they're going to say he was in the car, but then once again, why would they file a missing persons report if he was sitting in the car? That's 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 you know, and I'll get into that while I'm thinking about it. Is when they left, they rode back up on the mountain. Okay. Mm. Yes. Uh, which which ain't no hop you know, it's probably about eleven miles. What mountain are we talking about? What mountain? Taylor's Taylor's mountain. Okay. And they they went up there. They, you know, Bruce stayed up there. Rose stayed up there, and it. it then they got Juanita. They rode back down to the store, down the food line, <clears throat> you know, which probably took them probably about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, something like that, mm-hmm. and reported they had missed them. Now, if anybody that knew Dad, if Dad was gone for a day, two, it, you didn't have to worry about it. I mean, Dad was his own man. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as why uh, they report them missing so quick? That 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 that's one thing that kind of threw a red flag for me. It's like, why would they even call the police that he was missing if if he seen a friend of his, he would drive with him and, and went somewhere? Yeah, and, that's a good that, point too. Yes, that, that's a no-brainer to me because I mean that that's how it would. Mm-hmm. That's when they come back down there and they reported Dad missing. That's when the first original story went that, you know, Dad was Juanita, Dad, and uh, Donald. Okay. And there could be no confusion that they were reporting your dad missing the first trip to the store, not the second trip. Nope. Basically, when they reported him missing, that's when the official report, which was later in the day, Mm -hmm. that he went missing right then. Right. They didn't tell them that they went back up on the mountain and, you know, got, because we didn't know about the other people right then. Yeah, yes, yes. It was just like they, they just come out of the store and dad was gone right then and there. Basically, right. They, so when he, when he filed that report, he never mentioned that he had been at the store just an hour and a half before that. Exactly. Okay. And once again, I, I want to point out to the listeners, once again, in the video, you, you, is, as Bobby's explained, yeah. the first trip around, they just came right out, got in their car, and left, left as if your dad wasn't there. Exactly. And then the second time when Juanita and Donald came in, they didn't even go in the store. They just got there and called the police. Exactly. Now, Dad, now but, you know, when I was talking about the timestamp on the video, it was about like 9.15. Mm-hmm, the first one, and, yes. And on the first one, okay, at okay, 10.45. When Dad was reported missing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was yeah. that was pretty much enough time to get up there and get 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 the other one to come back down. I would say. Yeah. About thirty minutes up, thirty minutes back, something like that. So, you know, that that's about right. Um, but it's just you know they, they but they you know they reported a missing man instead of like like in video, which was actually an hour or so earlier. Right. Right. Yeah. I want to ask you something about the food line. Uh, that wasn't the closest. If they were interested in going to the grocery store, that wasn't actually even the closest grocery store to where they lived, was it? Exactly. Um, now, Bruce, Bruce, he lived on the opposite side of town, which I found 
Allen Rose that was Bruce up over near uh, Rain Tree. Okay, Rain Tree was on the um, south side of town. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, west west side of town. I'm sorry, west side of town. All right, they had to go by a. Um, they had a window there. They had a a, um, a Vista thing, which was grocery store. Probably wasn't even um, a mile from where they, you know, from where Bruce was living at. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of that, they went on the other side of town, which is probably, I'd say, about a five-mile trip from one side of town to the other. And they never explained why they went to that particular food line instead of going to those grocery stores that were closer to where they lived. And that, 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 that I have not had no explanation. No explanation whatsoever. Uh, I know this is uh, – I know this is – I have to ask this because maybe the listeners, just to get really crazy, is it possible that they knew that the video system at the food line outside was a little messed up? I mean, have you ever thought that 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 that? You know, I have not known, or they might not have even thought they had a uh, yeah. camera face now. That see, I you know, I, I don't know, if, like when they see, they might have had a yeah uh, outside camera or anything like that. The only reason why we got lucky with that kind of with that is inside the store, the videotape was pointing outside, the camera was pointing outside, yeah. but it wasn't showing the whole parking lot. You know, it didn't show all the way out there. You know, you know, you know, 100 yards out there towards the road. Yeah. But, you know, or 50 yards or something like that. But, um, yeah. It, that, that, because I know Vista Food. Now, you're not talking about that. Vista Food, I know they had out that camera. I know mm-hmm. for a fact they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't remember when they could do it or not. You know, I'm pointing this out because. You know, I, and we're going to get into this in a second. If your dad was not there, that means he was somewhere else, and maybe something happened to him somewhere else. It just seems odd to me that they would try to establish some sort of an alibi at a place where everybody knows there are video cameras. Unless they knew that the place that they were going to establish an alibi was at a place where a video camera points right into the sun at a particular time of the day. I mean, this is getting a little crazy, but... That's what happened. You know, exactly. You know that that's what happened. And, 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 that, and that, that that's very possible. You know, because if it was later in the day, it would have you know you know we'd have seen better. And if it was an hour later, it's like ten forty something. The sun would have been up a whole lot higher. And yeah. Of course, you wouldn't have seen that big glare. Yeah. Well, let's move on to something else because uh, maybe the re- the listeners already maybe know a little bit. Uh, where this is going. I think that we've established that the, the high, it's a highly probable that your dad was never at that food line. He was somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. That is what is believed now. Yes. Okay. Now, then it comes to the question, why would these people do this? Okay, because as you stated at the beginning, Donald and your dad had been friends for years. You know, and to your knowledge, although you might have not have cared for Donald, uh, your brat, your dad was friends with him for years, seemed to get along with him, and there, to your knowledge, there never never been any complaints. But there, we have to talk about this. There was a rumor going around. What was that rumor? What was that rumor? That dad had slept with Juanita, which is dad's wife. Of, um, it, 
and it was stated on uh, Facebook that uh, uh, one of the people on there had stated that their dead dad had told him mm-hmm. that he had been sleeping with uh, Donald's wife, Juanita. Mm. Now, me personally, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I can't confirm that because, you know, nobody else has said that, you know, because you, you don't hear rumors no matter what. Right. But, you know, that, that, you know, that, that could be motive. Um, you know, that, that one thing is that, uh, that, that I'm trying to wrap my head around is why. You know, yeah. what's the, what's the, what's the, the reasoning behind, of uh, murder, I should say. Right. Um, how long after your dad disappeared did you hear this rumor? Um, how, how soon did that pop up? Or that popped up in 2015. So it was like 15 years later that that rumor popped up. That's correct. Yeah, was, wow. Uh, it was, you know, it, everything was started snowballing on Dad's case in 2014, and and in 2015, a lot of stuff was coming out. A lot of stuff was coming out about about what was going on in Dad's case. Huh. Okay. Do do your uh, any of your siblings believe this rumor? Uh, As far as Dad. Yeah. Dad. You ever talk about it? Just say, what do you think of this? No, it's just nasty thinking about it. Uh, okay. 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 But you know, but you know, you, you, uh, everybody's human. Yeah. Uh, people do funny stuff like that, and you know, Dad, I, I can't, I, Dad, I can't tell you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on. Um, your dad's wallet. It was found. Where was it found? Well, uh, no, it was not found. Okay. Um. Okay, you. I thought on our private viewers conversation that you told me that it was found. Was I wrong about that? Yes, it was. It was talked about when. Um, okay. They were questioning questioning Rose back in uh, 2014 that Rose had said something about that they had that wall. And we we nobody, as far as I know, has had possession of that wallet. As far as the department, no family members or anything mm. like that. But Rose, when she was being interviewed, uh, that uh, back on the I think back in that what uh, December, uh, well, when she was questioned. December what? December of what year? Uh, Two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. That she was. Remembered something about Dad's boy, and that's what that, this is what relayed to me through Shannon Simmons that she was uh, working on Dad's case. And remind remind the listeners who is Shannon. I'm sorry, Shannon. Shannon, Shannon Simmons was the original officer that brought uh, you know, Dad's case back up and reopened pretty much okay. reopened Dad's case back in 2000. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. And she, then Rose told her that the the wallet she had seen it. Yes. And and then it was brought back up in on the let's say that was the twelfth that she remembered something about that wallet because they was questioning her a lot. Now 
Dad's wallet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know what happened to it. You know, okay. Me personally, if I if if if, I, if my wallet's out of my pocket, I better be dead. That's, yeah, that's me too. The way I look at it, me that, too. That's my, that's my lifeline. It's got your all your ID in it. You got your it, it's got it's, it's it's you in your pocket, I should say. Yeah. But you know, if if they had Dad's wallet. Mm. That that brings question up to me as far as um, right. what happened to it. I mean, where did it go to, and why did they have that? Did uh, did Donald and Juanita have they also been questioned in the last few years since this all got started again in 2014? Yes, they have been uh, questioning uh, Rose and uh, Juanita pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um. Donald's kind of been a kind of being elusive. Okay. Uh, with and he, got, he comes up with this. Uh, uh, I'm in bad health. Mm. Uh, I can't I can't get out or anything like that. But yet um, he's pretty much seen just about every morning down to McDonald's. Hmm. Yeah, down Have you ever confronted him yeah. about this, Bobby? Uh, you know. Me personally, um, that's one thing I'm kind of scared of. Yeah, I would not encourage that, but I'm just saying, have you ever had a chance to I, talk to him over I, the years? I, I, I have wanted to, okay. but uh, my emotions, um, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm being honest with you. I know. I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, you know, if, you know I, 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 I punch him. I mean, yeah. plain, plain, simple way. And I'm not telling no more what else I do, but uh, I'm thankful. To, you know, I'm kind of glad where I'm with at right now. Yeah. I was down there and I was around him. That'd be tough. I, you know, I, Let's just leave it at this. We don't want to go too deep yeah. into that. It would be tough. It would, yeah. it would be, t- it would be difficult. But none of them, just to get this on the record, none of them have ever offered a reasonable explanation because they for the reason they had one story and then they had another story and then they had another story none of that exactly and you know when the when they was uh kind of fishing around looking for dad stuff back in 2014 mm-hmm. um uh Juanita since uh you know everybody's got Facebook now yeah um uh Got an inbox, you know, personal messages that they sent a message. She first sent a message to my sister. First thing she said, I did not see your dad. Oh, okay. First thing you don't think, like, mm, why are you telling me that? And who said dad was dead? Yeah, right. And, and, and of course, I got the message uh, a couple days later. She inboxed me, and, you know, we had a good long conversation about the stuff because, you know, I ain't, you know, ain't going to leave. Nothing else behind, right? Sure. And, but Juanita kind of put the blame off on possibly Rose doing, Rose and Donald doing something. Hmm. And, and, and the department has this information now and, and all, and, you know. Um, and Bruce is dead. He's right. He's not with us anymore. That's correct. And Juanita and Donald, they're not married anymore. Nope. They separated probably. Uh, year or so after Dad disappeared. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is still ongoing. I uh, got 
it got kind of heated up again in 2014, and it's it is, it is a still pretty active case. Yeah. Um. Uh. Now, back in 2014, early early 2015. Mm-hmm. Um. I and you know, I, me, uh, my sister, a tiny. Tracy Pinnell and how the police handled that. That's What's Tracy Pinnell? Is he still a cop? Uh, no. Uh, I last that I know that he was a security officer up in Roanoke. And, as a matter of fact, Mr. Pinnell was on Facebook. And since then, I, you know, I send, I, I found him on Facebook. I send him a message, personal message. Yeah. I wasn't vulgar. Uh, the only thing I said, you know, I didn't say, I didn't point him out or anything like that. I said, I'm not going to give up on Dad. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep fighting for Dad until, you know, just, until he gets justice for Dad. Mm-hmm. Pretty much about a month later, once this investigation starts going on, he pulls who he needs and pulls out. He, he's deactivated the place. Yeah. And it's been deactivated since then. You know, I, I still go on there from time to time to check to see if he's back on it. I want to think of myself. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, uh, he, back when Dad was first went missing, um, I remember a conversation I had with him. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of listeners, man, I, I, this is this is how bad it was. Okay, tell us. Uh, he called. He left a message to call him back. Of course, back then we had call ID. I called him back on the phone he called from. First thing he does, he says, I, 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 said, I said, Tracy, I said, it's just Bob. He said, you know, pretty much said, who is this? I said, it's Bob. I won't. First thing comes out of his mouth, instead of saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, that's bad case, we're not nothing. He says, why are you calling me on this line? Um, uh, you know, and I, I'm pretty much, here I am, I'm feeling violated yeah. by this man because here I am calling on his personal line in the office at the department. You know, of course, if I call the department, I mean, he should answer. Yeah. And, you know, here I am getting the third degree of him saying, well, what are you doing this call? He said, he, he said, what are you doing calling this line? He said, this is a private line. Nobody should call. We called it. And he was really rude to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that evening. And, and I, you know, right then and there, I, I pretty much knew that I was, I was 
he's going to be fighting a losing battle yeah. with him. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about Tracy Pinnell. Looking back at it now, do you think that he was just incompetent, or do you think he was crooked? Uh, I know there's a lot of good cops. Uh, and I know a lot of good ones. But they are crooked, and I firmly believe he is a crooked cop. You think he's crooked? Yep. And okay. I, and I firmly believe that. And there's a lot of... Uh, I, I guess you say rumors about stuff he's done mm-hmm. and, and all. And, and, you know, back then, I remember seeing stuff happen in police with some of the other officers back when I was on going up. Because, you know, back then, it was, you know, it was pretty little rough to the town. And, um, and how some of them, they, they abused their authority, I should say. Yeah, we get that a lot on the show. You should know. We yeah. get that. We get that a lot. No, no, yeah, I hate the bad. I hate the. You know, I really hate the bad stuff. I mean, because you know they're they're out there trying to make a living, but you know this particular one, I I, I have absolutely no use for. Okay. The way it, it, it was treated, and after finding out about a lot of the stuff he said, which he, when Shannon went up there to ask him about that back in 2014. When she was asking, she said, "You know, she 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 was honest about man. I, yeah. I tell you what, man, she was she was honest as she can believe, man. And you know, she didn't want to tell me, but she had the heart to tell me. Mm-hmm. She she sat there and she said she 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 just wanted to ask, and you know, went to visit him, and she said, first thing he said, well, he's out there.' And she said, this is where he, where he comes with me. He said, this is pretty much the attitude he had. To he's out there somewhere, and he." Yeah. So, so you, this new detective or new policeman in 2014, the Shannon, she she talked to Tracy Pinnell, and he wasn't too forthcoming. That's right. Okay. Let's just cover a couple more things here uh, that that are definitely uh, relevant. Twice since 2000, they've dug for your father. Do you know the reasons for that? Uh, from information being coming in from him. Um, January uh, of 2000, they dug. Uh, from well, it couldn't have couldn't have been 2000. Might have been 2001. 2001. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, 2001. January 2001. They dug up there at the trailer that that Donald and Juanita lived in. Okay. They, if you're looking out the front door of the trailer, there's a little a little small little like hand built pond. Um, they had information that Dad was buried in that, mm-hmm. and it was coming from a uh, uh, inmate down at the county sheriff's department. And it, they went up there and uh, they spent a uh, pretty much a full day up there with machinery and dug and looked for Dad and you know, had cadaver dogs, uh, you know, looking around up there, but couldn't find nothing. Nothing. It was kind of, 
with the state police, which they, you know, they have to get certified every so often, and they got to go to different locations to dive and whatnot. So they used it as a training exercise as they were looking for my dad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, then back in 2015, they, it was July of 2015, um, they had some more information Nothing. Uh, you know, that, that I cannot confirm mm. or deny. Bobby, let's uh, get right to it. What do you believe happened to your dad? thought about a motive So, so you, what you're thinking, possibly, we're just throwing this out there, just a bunch of guys sitting around drinking some beers, word, somebody offends somebody for no real good reason, you know, just a couple too many in them, somebody loses their temper, something happens, your dad maybe is the, the brunt of it or gets in the middle of it, and then they feel like they need to cover up because maybe one of them, you know, has a felony already or something, and so they tried to, they tried to cover it up and they took care of it over that night, and then that morning they tried to establish an alibi. Yeah, and, and that's that's what I honestly believe. But you know, there has been uh, the story that there was a, a party up there the night before that. Yeah, that I don't know. So you know, I you know, I take myself a lot of time. You know, but I, you know, I wish I still lived up there. Yeah, um, when Dad was missing. Um, Maybe by now it could have been found or something like that, yeah. or Dad would still be living. Right. Um, you know, I, you know, you know, it could be, you know, me as my own person. I, I mean, I love Dad. Death is, you know, I want to know everything I can to find right. out everything I can. Um, but, you know, it's, it's why? That's, that's one thing I cannot figure out with anything is what is the exact motive. I mean, it could have been an accident. Yeah. Um, and they covered it up, or it could have been on purpose. You know, everybody, you know, a couple of them got a couple of beers in them, yeah. or a couple of joints, whatnot, um, and and just went stupid. Yeah. Or you know, but you know, it's just just don't you know. know. All, a lot of it, a lot of it pertains down because of it, you know, and I wouldn't have no problem in.
believe in their story in the beginning, but once I found out they lied, yeah, that's that's where the problem was. And, sure. You know, and, and, and I'll tell you, you know, you know, it was, you know, because we, we had a search center looking for dad at the food line. Juanita and Donald was down there. And they, we all went into the woods looking for dad, you know, because, you know, we thought dad was there. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. And they, they never stepped off the, off into the grass. Um, and mm-hmm. they just left. That right there, you know, in, in hindsight, I wish it would have thrown a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if they, if they thought, honestly thought dad was there, they should have walked down and there was hands down, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did not. You know, when, when we come back out, they were, they were, they were long gone. Yeah. How has this affected your family? Uh, uh, a lot. Uh, you know, um, fighting uh, for Dad, um, trying to, you know, get justice for him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like we're trying to pull uh, a nail out of the pool. It's stressful, um, and it hurts. The, it, to, to, can I can I put it this way? It feels like your dad every day. It's like your dad disappeared yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I had a little yeah. episode today. Um, I was picking my daughter up from school, um, and it just out of the blue, man, just helped him to me, man. I'm like, you know, it's like. It's it's a feeling, man, that you cannot describe, man. I mean, it really ain't, man. It 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 it, it puts you hopeless um, because you're trying to wrap your hand around because you know for a fact that you're never going to see your father again, or you know, you know, I know ain't going to see my dad again. But you know, for some of the viewers, you know, the people going to be listening to this, it's 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 like you know, you're trying to grab onto something and all you're doing is grabbing air. Yeah. Um, you can't, you cannot touch and feel it or anything like that. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's hopeless, man, and it, it hurts. Yeah. And you have kids now, and they never got to meet their grandfather, too. Exactly. And I, you know, I think about that. But I think that's one thing that kind of hit me today when I was picking up my daughter. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, and that might, might have been a reason why it hit me because here she was, you know, getting out of school and everything like that. She never got to another nice meet her grandfather. And you know, and my children see me um, how far how hard I'm fighting for the bad. Yeah. And you know, you know, I, I want to know within my own being that that I can I, that I do everything I can for the bad. You know, I mean, if I take my until I take my last breath, I'm gonna be fighting for that. You know, yeah. no, 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 hands or buts about that. I mean, until he, until Dad's found and um, just served me, I'm, I'm gonna be fighting. Bobby, I promise you that myself and my listeners are going to do everything we can for you. I'm hoping that somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to figure out they know something. Uh, we've a little, we've had some success so far with this show and a couple new leads and some things because of shows. So I'm really hoping that a listener, maybe specifically in the Virginia area, you know, has heard something, knows something, suspects something, and just really doesn't know it until they listen to this show. You know. 
and you know they'll come forward, contact me, contact you. Maybe we can make that happen. And and and, and Dad does have a Facebook page. Yeah, tell tell the listeners about that, please, please. It's it's help us find James David Walker. Yeah. And and actually, there, there's a blog on Web Sleuths for Dad too. Okay. Great. Um, you, you can go in there and check that out. There there's some information in there that that's been posted. Okay. Um, that that yeah, you can read and you know stuff like that. It's just you can actually I, I think the article about the, the um about one of the about the, the videotape was in there. Okay. Um, but the actual newspaper. All right. Um, but it's just uh you know I, you know it. And, and, and uh, one thing I, it, you know, I have a hard time talking about me around. You, know, you see a lot of people missing. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot. It's a lot. You're right. Yeah. There's a lot. And how, how in the world can you have so many people missing and not find bodies? Yeah. You know, I know there's a lot of land and stuff like mm. that, man. Every time somebody be breaking ground for a house, and then I know it does happen. It's yeah. They find remains and stuff like that. And, you know, I've got um, people that I've, I've that I work with uh, that, that come organizations just come towards me. Uh, you know, it was uh, uh, the Aware Foundation with Kenny Turtles, a great guy, man. This guy's got passion, man, like you wouldn't believe, um, and help save make the world. That stepped up, you know, stepped up to us back in 2014. That's when, um, that, that's when everything started going around by Dad. And Kenny was with him at one time. He kind of afraid went on his own thing. But um, you know, if you ever get on there, just you know, just go to uh, Facebook and look up the Way Foundation. Help State Make World. Great organization. They're out there to help people. Okay. And the passion of these people got just like you do. Um, mm. it, it amazes me, man. I mean, mm. that, 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 that y'all would pretty much help uh, a, uh, a total stranger to, uh, to get the word out about their love. Bobby, it, it's my pleasure. Yeah, well, trust me. I w- trust me. For the record, I wish I didn't have to do this show. I wish there was no disappeared people in the world. And then the show wouldn't exist, and I'd be doing something else, okay? But I've always had a passion for uh, finding missing people, taking interest in these mysteries, and it's just within the last four or five months I've finally put it to constructive use. So no problem, Bobby. I'm happy to do it. And I applaud for that. I wish there was a lot more people like that in the world like you that, you know, that does that. You know, know, of course you got some people that – Take it to their, you know, some people's advantage, and, and yeah. you know, pretty much robbing blinds. I know. I know. But man, no. I, I applaud you guys for everything you guys do, man. I really do. Thank you. And, you know, there's a lot of good people in the world. Bobby, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you uh, for being on this episode of Unfound. Yes, All right, thank you. And that was Bobby Walker, son of James Walker. I want to again thank Bobby for coming on this episode of Unfound. I need to also give him all the credit in the world for back then in 2000 to have the sense to go and get that tape, to not take for granted 
that the police did it. Now, we now know kind of why the police didn't do it. I think it's very easy to say that the reason that tape wasn't seized by the police is simply because the first cop on the scene, Tracy Pinnell, didn't probably want to have anything to do with that tape. Uh, More to the extent of he just took his friend's word about what happened and didn't do the proper investigation right at that time. I mean, that should be number one. Going searching in the woods and around should not be the first choice. The first choice should be walk right into the building that's sitting right there with those video cameras and see what the cameras saw. So there's a lot of questions there. I'm not going to go to the extent to say that uh, Tracy suspected that Donald Adams and his friends murdered James Walker, but let's just say that Tracy ran interference for Donald Adams and his friends, but still to this day, Tracy has never been charged with anything, which is a huge travesty of justice. Now, in this case, it's not much of a mystery. The truth, I think it's pretty easy to see, is that James Walker was never at that food line, ever. You know what the major tell is, and I'm going to reiterate it. It came up during the interview, but I'm going to say it again. How I know James Walker was never at that food line, not sitting outside, not standing by the car, not sitting in the car, not anywhere near it, is that the tape shows when Donald, the first time they get there with Donald, Rose, and Bruce, when they get to the store, they go in, they come back out. They didn't look around at all. They didn't look around at all. If they suspected that James was supposed to be in the car or sitting outside, they just got in the car, and the video shows they just got in the car and left. In poker, that's called a major tell. You know why they did that? Because they knew James wasn't there. That's why they didn't look for him. He wasn't there. Not only that, But when Donald and Juanita come back and then try to spin that story that James was with them, that they went inside, and that's when James disappeared, Donald and Juanita never went into the store at all. They came to the store, and right away, Donald Adams called the cops and specifically asked for Tracy Pinnell. Once again, Those two didn't get there and start looking for James either. They just got there and called the cops. If they suspected that James disappeared there like an hour and a half before, I think that they would have ridden around or stopped the car and got out and walked this way, walked that way. That's not what happened. James Walker was never near that grocery store at all. Now, how do we all define this what happened and i know during the interview we entertained the idea that something happened to james the night before and since that interview it's been a couple days i've had a chance to think about it myself and i've come up with something different it's hard for me to believe now keep in mind i don't think that donald adams and the rest of them are the sharpest knives in the drawer but if something happened let's say the night before Or even earlier that morning, surely that group of people between Donald, Juanita, Rose, and Bruce, 
they could have come up with a better story and a better alibi than what they ended up doing over that an hour and a half to two hours of April 7th, 2000. Surely, surely, that if they had 12 hours, I don't care how, if they were drunk at the time that something happened to James or they were high at the time something happened to James, eventually they'd sober sober up and figure out we got to come up with a plan for this. Instead, I'm going to offer a different theory about what happened. I think what happened to James happened between the first visit to the food line and the second visit to the food line. I know this is quite different from what was mentioned in the interview. I tend to believe this because if something happened to James the night before, surely the four of them could have come up with a better story, better alibis than what they did. If something happened the night before, they could have planned everything out, and that trip to the food line that morning the first time with Donald, Rose, and Bruce would have been the only trip. If they really wanted to use the food line as the alibi, why didn't they do it the first time to the store? Why did they do it the second time when Donna, Donald, and Juanita showed up at the store? That's a question that's hard to answer once you really, really, really start thinking about it. And that's why I am set on the idea that what happened to James happened to the first uh, visit to the food line and the second visit. It goes something like this. Started out as a regular morning for all of them. Then Donald, Rose, and Bruce decided to go to the store. They went to that food line, went inside, got some things, came back out, got in the car, drove home. Remember, there was this rumor out there that Juanita and James had had something going on on the side. Well, it's very easy for me to imagine that maybe those two left alone up there while the three of them went down to the store. Maybe James and Juanita took the opportunity. Let's just leave it at that. The three, Donald, Rose, and Bruce, they get home a little quicker than James and Juanita imagined. In fact, maybe we could even go to the extent that maybe Juanita set James up. How about that? Maybe she wanted to get caught. Maybe she wanted to tick her husband Donald off so he'd do something. It wouldn't be the first time that a woman played off one lover against the other. Donald gets home, catches those two in bed. He loses his mind. It's a crime of passion. He shoots James. But now they have an issue. They're all there, all four of them, and they have James's body, and they know that their alibis are not good. So quickly, once again, this is why it seems like that whole morning is so slapstick kind of. There's so many inaccuracies, and they tried to lie here, and their story changed so many times. Why? Because they created it in a split second. Donald quickly thinks, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Even though he's probably still ticked off at his wife, she needs an alibi as well. And being that it's their house. So he says, here's what I'm going to do. 
We were just down there at the food line. We're just there. So here's what I'm going to do. Juanita, you're going to come with me. We're going to go down to the food line, and I know that my buddy Tracy is on duty this morning. In the meantime, Bruce and Rose, you take care of James's body. You hide it. You don't have to put it anywhere permanent, just out of the way in case anybody comes over so they don't see it. Juanita and I are going to go down to the, the food line again, and we're just going to act like we just got there. It will be like I was never there. We were never there earlier this morning. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Tracy to show up, and I know he's a good buddy of mine. He's going to take my word on this. He's not going to go in and look at the video. I'm going to be real passionate with him. Juanita and I are going to create this great story about how when we went inside, we came back out. And keep in mind, I was just inside there a little bit ago. It's totally believable. And we will keep the search for James down here. So nobody thinks about coming up to this house. So they jump in the car. Juanita and Donald drive down to the food line. As soon as they get there, they call Tracy. In the meantime, Bruce and Juanita uh, put James's body somewhere. This would also go along with what Bobby said about how Rose, within the last few years, told him or sent him a message on Facebook or whatever saying, I didn't kill your dad. Well, why would she come out and do that? That sounds like a guilty conscience. Yeah, maybe she didn't kill James Walker, but she certainly knows what happened. Maybe she had something to do with the disposal of his body, at least during that morning. So down there at the, down there at the food line, Tracy shows up. Donald and Juanita give this story about how they went inside. They came back out, and Donald and James was gone. That institutes a search on the streets, in the woods, all around the food line. All the while, Bruce and Rose are up at, the, up at Donald and Juanita's place, hiding James's body temporarily to let the heat cool down. And then they start spinning this story about how James was having some mental issues and he could have just wandered off on his own. Remember, that started my interview with Bobby. And that's how they spun the story. And you know what? You want to know the truth? Donald and Juanita and Rose and Bruce almost pulled it off. If it hadn't been for Bobby and his teacher to have the wherewithal to go and get that tape and suspect maybe the police didn't. It's, it's very easy to understand that the story that Donald and Juanita spun the second time Donald went to the store, that is the only story we would know to this day. I think that's exactly – I, I got to tell you, I think that's exactly what happened. It just makes a lot more sense to me than believing that something happened to James the night before because nobody would have come up – nobody would have made as many mistakes – as Donald and Juanita and the rest of them did that morning that, that we now know of, once again, because of the tape. So where does that all leave us? Uh, it's been 17 years, and Bruce is dead, and it seems that the consciences of Juanita, Donald, and Rose have not been cracked yet. They haven't grown any. Uh, since then, and I guess Donald, if we were to believe it, 
is not in the greatest of health, and it very well may be that they take uh, their secret to the grave. Uh, I think that as far as finding James and really, really figuring out what happened, I think that it's unfortunately going to just be a matter of time. If these people haven't talked in all this time, then they're probably not going to. And uh, it's just going to be a matter of digging and any rumors and suspicions that aren't going to come from either Donald uh, Rose or Juanita being that those three are still alive. However, what could be done, and I don't know how much solace that Bobby and his family would have uh, for this, uh, it would be nice if at least – Donald and Juanita were charged with filing up false police reports, something that's never been done to this day, even though it's obvious that they did at least more than once. And also, it would be nice to see some charges brought against Tracy Pinnell all these years later for dereliction of duty or something like that, for almost, you could say, knowingly accepting a false police report, and on top of the fact that neither he nor any of the other policemen involved in this went in and got that tape the day that James Walker allegedly disappeared. I don't see how for 17 years that can continue without some one of these cops being charged with something. I'm not saying they have to be thrown in jail, but you put a little pressure on these guys – And maybe you find out that Tracy or one of the other ones knows a little bit more than what they've said all these years. For us, all we can do is maybe in our own way put pressure on that police department. And maybe somebody in Virginia, in this area of Virginia, knows something and they'll suddenly discover they know something by listening to this episode. I once again want to thank Bobby Walker for joining me. I hope that he and I can continue uh, our discussions, and I'd love to be friends with him and continue to talk to him like I talk to all of the guests who have been on Unfound. I, I take great pride in being able to continue to communicate with them, even though in some cases uh, they haven't been on the show in a few months. So that's the episode. I urge you to go out and do your own investigation and research on this case. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've been listening to Unfound. Unfound.